Alrighty, hello again everyone and welcome to it. It is the Derek Hunter Podcast for the 26th of April 2023. Happy Wednesday. Glorious, delicious Wednesday. I'm Derek Hunter. It is, uh, well, it's midnight, I don't know, it's after midnight and you're hearing this. It's 9.23pm as I am recording this. Wanted to see how things shook out and not really a whole lot shook out on a lot of things. Before we get to the news of the day, including the president's pathetic, my God, announcement. What the hell is he running for? Uh, or why is he running would be a better way to phrase that. Before we get to that, let's do the little business. I appreciate the new sign-ups at patreon.com slash Podcast or derekhunter.locals.com. Please continue to join the show. It is much, much appreciated, and, uh, and uh, I'm going to step up the game this weekend. I'm really going to have to go all in on the weekend FN review. Gonna, and maybe there'll be some rants because there's a lot of things that are on my mind that have nothing to do with politics. Sometimes sometimes those can be the funniest things, really. Uh, so check that out. Don't forget when you join, enter the uh, contest to win autographed books. It is Sandra Day O'Connor versus Mark Levin. And uh, who doesn't want one of those autographs? Am I right? So please check that out. And then, uh, yeah, tonight I... I was going to play audio because I went to Quinn's choir, chorus, it's called chorus, I think, concert, but eh, I don't feel, I've already inflicted Bailey on you this week, and it's a whole bunch of voices, you wouldn't know what the hell it was anyway, so I'm sitting with uh, Veruca on my lap because the cats are all upset and nervous, they think they're being replaced with the new kittens, and the President of the United States is a senile pile of excrement who despises half the country and wants to run for president on accomplishments he doesn't talk about, but he wants to finish the job. Finish the job what? Like in the way a British nanny finishes off an infant by shaking it or what? How do you want to finish the job, Mr. President? That was really the message of it. Finish the job. What do you mean finish? Finish what job? Double inflation, triple the debt. What is it that you want to do? Do you want to introduce a new gender? Are you not going to consider leaving until your party completely pours gasoline all over the dictionary and says now words mean whatever you need them to be at any given time? Honest to God, I mean, we're headed in that direction. He doesn't talk about accomplishments. He talks about those evil MAGA Republicans and what they're going to do. I've never seen it. Well, there haven't been very many presidents in anybody's lifetime, but I've never seen a politician kick off with an exclusive video, exclusively a video and nothing else. No follow up interviews, no rallies, no events, no press conference, nothing. There's they didn't even sit. He didn't even sit down with like Oprah or Rachel Maddow or somebody else who would have been right there to go. Well, let me uh, let me kiss your ass, Mr. President. I mean, honestly, you, you go to Joy Reid or Nicole Wallace. They aren't going to hit you with hardball interviews. They don't have it in them, and they're too stupid to do it if they did. They don't. They agree with you. They're going to help prop you up. But instead, you release a video. A video. That's what you've got? This is what the Democrats have? Now, the video he released was, it was kind of funny because a couple of weeks ago, if you remember, Ginger Goebbels famously said, I, uh, President Biden doesn't do anything before 9 a.m., meaning he He's not a morning person. Of course, he's not a, much of an afternoon person. And at night, forget about it. But he released his video, his campaign video, at 6 a.m. 6 a.m. He tweeted it out. And it's, it's, it's unbelievable. He, by, uh, I don't know, what time did I really sit down and check Twitter? I, I started checking Twitter on my phone earlier, and then I watched a little bit of Morning Joe, and... It's kind of funny that the main topic on Morning Joe was Tucker Carlson. Tucker Carlson, the president of the United States, their president of the United States. He's their guy. My God, Meek. I assume Joe Biden is Mika's pass, right? The celebrity, go ahead and, and sleep with him. 
Hell, it might even be Joe. He might even be Joe's, for all we know. Because the way that those people talked about talk about him every single day, you'd think, my God, who who wouldn't be honored to lay down with this senile pile of bones? I don't know if you've ever shaken the hands of somebody up around Joe Biden's age and Joe Biden's uh, stature. When I uh, first came to Washington, D.C., 2001, right? Right out of college, super fresh, ready to get take on the world and all that crap. Boy, did I not have a clue. But I went that year, I think it was that year, it was either 2001 or 2002, to my first CPAC. And I'm going to have to look this up because the guy might have died before that. But um, <laughs> it's just, look, nothing against him. But he was a perfectly nice guy. What year did he pass? No, geez, he died in 2010, so he lived on for a long time. He lived in 98 years old um, or 97 years old. Art Linkletter, right? If, you don't, if you're uh, under 100, you probably don't know who Art Linkletter is. But if you look it up, he was famous back in the 50s and 60s on television and maybe even to the 70s. But he was at CPAC. And he was was damn close to 90, if not. But you could tell he was built like Joe Biden when I met him. When I shook his hand, something occurred to me that has has remained a description that triggers a memory in everybody who has shaken the hand of somebody who is really, really up there in age and has mentally and physically deteriorated. It's going to happen to all of us, hopefully. Hopefully we live a long time to mentally and physically deteriorate rather than something horrible happens and takes us young. That being said, I described that handshake with Art Linkletter as though I had grabbed a Ziploc bag full of gravy and chicken bones. Let that sink in. That, that's the way Joe Biden looks like his handshake would feel. Like, if I squeeze any harder, it's going to shatter a whole bunch of things. I didn't squeeze very hard with Art Linkletter. I took a picture with him that is somewhere in the ether, mostly, actually only because I figured my parents would think it was neat because they knew who Art Linkletter was. Somewhere out there, there's a picture of me and Art Linkletter. But that is what you get when you look at Joe Biden. That's what you think when you look at Joe Biden is he's a bag of bones. There's not much going on upstairs. The poor hamster in the wheel has got a limp and is missing a different leg. Like There's just not a whole lot of chambers firing all at once. That being said, he's running for president of the United States. And worse than that, he is president of the United States. My God, we're going to get to... Joe Biden's video in a second, but one of the things I want to point out is because you're, you're probably sitting there like me and you're thinking, why the hell doesn't somebody challenge this guy? I mean, yeah, Robert Kennedy Jr. is out there and Marianne Williamson is out. Marianne Williamson is, I don't, I don't, Oprah's guru. I got, I've got nothing against her. I got nothing for her. She's a little flaky and she's got money and time and why not, right? Why not? And you never know because Democrats really do want somebody else. When you 70% of your party is going, please don't run, and you run, and you announce it in a way that demonstrates why those 70% are out there saying you don't want you to run, you look for another, you know, any port in the storm. And while Marianne Williamson is a little flaky, what Democrat isn't these days, right? <laughs> Honest to God. Is, is Marianne Williamson, yeah, maybe she has more crystals around her physical body at any given moment than, say, an Elizabeth Warren does. But Elizabeth Warren, at least, you know, at least Marianne Williamson didn't fake being a minority to get jobs. You know, Marianne Williamson, you think, well, that's crazy. But at least she believes it, whereas Elizabeth Warren is just a fraud about everything. And you really have to wonder whether or not she means any of it. So... And that goes, I'm using Elizabeth Warren as an example. She is the ex, she's the avatar of the Democratic Party in that, but you could plug in Mayor Pete, you could plug in Amy Klobuchar, you could plug in anybody over there, and you think, they're a fraud. 
They're a fraud. They're flaky to different degrees, but Marianne Williamson doesn't seem like a fraud. She seems like a flake. She probably thinks that putting crystals on her body does something, or she can feel the vibrations of the earth, or whatever it is. I don't. I don't know what Oprah. Oprah is one of those people who just has too damn much money, and so they, she tries everything, but she can never admit, "Boy, I really screwed that up." So she's got a guru. She's got. <clears throat> Dr. Phil and Dr. Oz. She's probably got a numerologist somewhere. You know she's got a psychic somewhere in there. It's she's like, you know what? It, it doesn't matter. I cut him a check and never think of them again. On the payroll in case you need them. But anyway, if you're wondering why there aren't serious challenges like the hairdo out in California, because Biden is wildly vulnerable. I think it's twofold. I have a quote here from David Axelrod, which explains some of the mechanics to it. But that's Well, I'll tell you the mechanics of it first, and I'll tell you why that's not really it. First off, on CNN, David Axelrod, who ran Obama's campaign, said that structurally, quote, structurally, the president has altered the playing field in a way that should make it harder for a challenger to elbow in. Biden supporters on the Democratic National Committee followed his recommendations and set up a firewall by voting to change the calendar of early 2024 primary contests contest to favor states in which he would be expected to win handily. And that's where I think his flaw comes in, Axelrod. says, uh, gone completely from the official calendar are the Iowa caucuses, the traditional campaign kickoff event, but one that treated Biden rudely with a fourth place finish in 2022. What a bitter baby. They was mean to me, so I'm not going to do You know what? You you suck. How about you do a better job of campaigning? Anyway, instead, they said the calendar will begin in South Carolina. Biden's stronghold hold where black and moderate voters revived his flagging candidacy and launched him toward the presidency. Well, he doesn't have... Oh, I guess he's got still got James Clyburn out there to order black voters to vote for him the way he did in 2020. But honest to God, how dumb do you have to be to go, you know what, I'm going to reelect that old racist white guy. All right, if you if you do that, I got I got no sympathy for whatever you face. But then says uh, New Hampshire where Biden finished a dismal fifth in 2020, is scheduled to go second, but it will be joined by Nevada, a state where Biden can expect better treatment. Why? Well, because the union goons and the mob ties there in Vegas will throw it to Joe, because that's the way the Democratic Party worked. They've never changed their objectives. They've only changed their tactics. They're a little slicker. They learn from past mistakes. Uh, under the DNC plan, Michigan and Georgia, two other Biden-friendly states, will then follow. Michigan, look, I don't know what the hell is going on with why they re-elected uh, Whitler, Governor Hitler, Whitler over there, Whitmer. But the idea that Joe Biden is wildly popular, if Republicans, or even another Democrat in the primary, but it, it, if Republicans run an effective primary campaign to challenge Joe Biden, which would be a campaign largely against Joe Biden, which is sadly not the way it's shaping up at the moment. But if they did, that could impact and influence the Democratic Party's primaries, reminding them campaign ads are seen by everybody. You can only vote in your closed primary or what have you. But campaign ads are seen by everybody. If you are inundating the public with my God, Joe Biden sucks, and here's why, and I'm going to be better. They might not, probably won't, as a matter of fact, cross party lines and re-register as Republicans to go and vote in Republican primaries for you. And you'd get a fair amount of Republican voters because that would be appealing to them as well. But it would cause some Democratic voters, particularly blindly loyal Democratic voters, to maybe have a little bit of pause. Some of them, not many. Look, what just happened in, in Chicago happened in Chicago. So it isn't going to be one light bulb moment, one turn of phrase or any bit of data or evidence that's going to make the black vote go, 
My God, the Democrats have been taking us for adva- taking advantage of us and taking us for granted and abusing us and screwing us over and not doing what they say they're going to do for decades. Maybe we should try something else. No, that won't happen in mass like it appears to have in the 1936 election from switching from Republicans to Democrats. But President Trump in 2020 already started riding that ship. He didn't make massive leaps, but he made stronger leaps or more strides towards uh, parity in the black vote and the Hispanic vote in particular, but in the black vote too, than Republicans had in quite some time. That means that there are there is a group of gettable voters over there. You don't need to get them to vote Republicans, and somebody running against Joe Biden doesn't need to get them to vote Republican or refuse to vote for Democrats. They just need to see Joe Biden as the wrong guy at the wrong time. The order of the primaries is interesting, and it was done to favor Joe Biden, but it was done to favor Joe Biden because they knew even then, in 2021 when this was done, that Joe Biden would be an incredibly weak candidate for re-election, that he'd barely squeaked by for election, that the COVID rules and the panic induced by Democrats in 2020 will have ebbed by 2024. Yeah, there will still be some states with 45 days of early voting and muling around votes and what have you, and easy, no-fault mail-in ballots. But other states won't be. Other states won't be that were. It's not going to be a completely level playing field, but it'll certainly be less rigged than 2020. Therefore, Joe Biden is in danger in the general election. That's why he rigged the primary to benefit him. But with all the numbers I went into the other day, I think it was Monday, that indicates that it still doesn't matter. Joe Biden is wildly unpopular. He is ripe for a challenge from his flank or from his behind. We don't have to be any further left than Joe Biden. I think he's about as far left as, as Gavin Newsom is. So what do I mean? What do, I, what do you see here? What are you saying? Why isn't Gavin Newsom jumping in? Why is David Axelrod wrong? He's not completely wrong, but I think he's mostly wrong. We watched The Princess Bride last night, where Carrie Elways was mostly dead. So we uh, we knew, you know, I'm thinking about his campaign, is mostly dead. He was mostly wrong. He was mostly wrong. The other part of the reason why there aren't, there isn't a serious challenger, and tell, I'm telling you, if Gavin Newsom were to get in and polling data showed him within striking distance, because you got, you know, 15% for Robert Kennedy or something like that, some rounding air percent for Marianne Williamson, and then the rest are for Joe Biden or undecided right now, which is kind of funny. But if somebody got in like a Gavin Newsom that could legitimately pull, I don't know, 30% right out of the box. Right now, I don't know that he could maintain it, but he could pull 30% right out of the box. That, provided he doesn't take all of Robert Kennedy's wind out of his sails, that would spook the hell out of the Biden campaign, and it should, because that percentage, I suspect, would only go up as people actually started, as Democrats started to look at him and go, well, we've got a reanimated corpse versus... You know, somebody who's actually verifiably alive, all advocating for the same crap. And we, well, what about Joe Biden's unfinished agenda? Well, Joe Biden is trying to ruin the United States. But look at the ruination that Gavin Newsom has brought to the state of California. He could easily finish the job of ruining the United States. He's done such a thorough job in California. And once Gavin Newsom got in, who else would because once you show that vulnerability once you demonstrate weakness as a candidate candidate the sharks start swarming people start rolling in they want their shot at the crown and the field becomes crowded joe biden's vote becomes dissolved a little bit diluted quite a bit and then it's a free-for-all 
it seems like a no-brainer because I promise you something very close to that would happen. Might not end up that way, but it would start off that way because there are people scrambling. Now, give it buyers or whatever. Everybody's broken up with somebody. And then, you know, you go, oh, man, I saw her out with uh, Bill. And it made me realize that uh, I'm, I, I shouldn't have given her up. And you get a little nervous and you try and win her back. And maybe you do win her back. And then you go like a month later and think, oh, I should have let her, Bill have her. I really, this is a mistake. <laughs> this is, and you, you go back and forth. Everybody has that. So there will be some of that snap back to Joe Biden. There will be, uh, the, the race would be a mess if there were viable alternatives to Joe Biden. I shudder to think about the deals that are being offered in the background by the Biden people to prevent a Gavin Newsom from jumping in or to prevent, I don't know who else could be out there, but, you know, an Elizabeth Warren or something like what promises will Bernie Sanders get in? What are they prom? They're basically being Bernie Sanders. There's no need for a Bernie Sanders when you've got the policies of Bernie Sanders already in office. So you're sitting there and you're going, well, Derek, you kind of teased at the beginning that you know why people are t- are not getting in or you, you have a theory about it at least. I do. Thank you for asking. The reason Gavin Newsom hasn't and won't likely get in is because they, he, his team, and I bet other Democrats actually believe that Joe Biden won't make it to the primaries or to the general election. Won't make it to the nomination, the renomination. Not that, hold on, calm down. I'm not saying they think he's going to die, although you never know. The guy is up there in age and infirm and unwell, and it doesn't take a whole lot in those situations. If he took a spill, he could break a hip and etc., etc. The best health care in the world is only capable of so much when the body is not willing. But... There's also the continued deterioration. Joe Biden falls a couple more times in public, and he doesn't break his hip. And I don't want him to break his hip, but he falls a couple more times going up the stairway to Air Force One. He stumbles a little bit more in his speeches or does some sort of really um, unignorable gaffe. And people start to go, wait a second, what's going on here? And then there is that come-to-Jesus moment in the Democratic Party where they realize and the elders realize before the primary begins that, look, Joe, you can't be the guy. You can't do it anymore. I'm sorry. It's just not there. You've made an unforgivable gaffe, an unforgivable mistake. Whatever it is, and, uh, you know, a lot of it he's already done, I think. But if he does it again, something horrible, there will be this sort of pilgrimage to talk to Joe and say, hey, look, you you can't do it. We've held people at bay. We've stopped people from challenging you in this primary season so far. But we can't do it anymore. The polls have collapsed. Support is gone. The polls are showing you losing handily to any Republican, including Trump. The whole basis of Joe Biden's existence in 2020 was, oh, I'm the only one who can beat Donald Trump. Well, when that goes away and the public sees the problems with Joe Biden, there will be that moment. I don't know who the person is who will go to him. It'll probably be Barack Obama, to be honest with you. He'll go to him and say, look, Joe, you gave it a good run. You stopped him. You did that, but you can't keep going. You can't. You're going to lose. And we got it for the sake of the agenda and for the sake of sexually mutilating the genitalia of children all across this country. We need somebody else to take the lead. And that's going to be Michelle. No, I don't think Michelle wants to be president, but you get the idea. There will have to be that moment at some point or, well, it doesn't have to be. That's an overstatement. There is a high possibility, some would even say a probability of that happening between now, because we're eight months before the first primary, before the first caucus, before anything. That's an eternity for somebody as old as Joe Biden. 
if Gavin Newsom comes out now and then Joe Biden is forced to retreat, he'd win the nomination. But he'd also be viewed by a lot of people as having been really mean to that old guy, forcing out that old guy. Oh, shucks, it's Joe. It's Lunch Bucket Joe. And this rich, privileged white guy came out, and shoved him out, elbowed him out. I'm not saying that would be the most people. It wouldn't even be a majority of Democrats. But elections are not won or lost by your party. They are won or lost or decided by 3 to 5% in the middle. And you'd be surprised at how weird it is and what it is that some people's votes hinge on. It really is that, well, they always ask, would you, who would you rather have beer with? That matters for some weird reason. Like you're never, I promise you, you are never going to be in a position to have a beer with the president of the United States. Never under any circumstances. You might have a possibility if you really spend a god-awful amount of time in Iowa or New Hampshire, you might have the possibility of cheersing with a presidential candidate who may one day end up becoming president. You'll get the picture, and it'll be a moment you can brag to about your with your grandkids. But you will not get invited to the White House. You will not see these. The, he is not. They are not real people. They really are not presidents of the United States of any party. Like, they're so real. They're, no, they're not. They're all politicians. Don't ever be blindly loyal to a politician. Be blindly loyal to your, uh, not even blindly, be loyal to your ideology and find a politician who most closely aligns with that and then pressure them to really, really become loyal to that. That's all you can do. Anyway, so that's why I don't think that Joe Biden is likely to be challenged because I think the smart money right now, and don't bet because I'm sure you can find some place to bet, but don't don't bet on it because I said it, because my track record for such, my in fact, my saying it probably means that Joe Biden will live to 100. But, uh, and, and be... I can't say fine because that would somehow have mean that what he is now is reversed. But he'll stop getting worse or something like that. And again, I don't think he's going to drop dead. I think he's going to get worse. And just the party will have to go to him and say, you can't do it. Please don't do it. I can't stop him, but please don't do it. And if he doesn't, then he'll just have to suffer the humiliation of defeat, which... I kind of would like to see, I would really like Joe Biden to live long enough to see his administration repudiated and rejected resoundingly by the American public. That would be a dream, that he goes off into the sunset and ultimately to his grave knowing that the American people watched him, listened to him, saw him do what it is that he does and recoiled in horror after four years and threw his ass back to Delaware. And then his family members, one by one, end up going to jail for all of the influence peddling and money laundering and God knows what they've been involved in. That would be... A boy can dream, can he? That would be lovely. But anyway, enough of my uh, theories. I'd be curious to know yours. You can email me, DerekAllenHunter at gmail.com. Obviously, keep yours much shorter more pithy than mine was but let me know and uh, now I want to play you the video this is a very dark video never seen anybody run for president before saying first of all doing a video talk about the senility factor they had to do a video they couldn't do a live event because Joe Biden at a live event cannot be counted on to be able to read a teleprompter properly all the way through. And if he does, or even if he doesn't, he also cannot be counted on to not go off on tangents, go off on other things. And that's where he gets into trouble. A little baby, a little girl, a 14-year-old girl in the crowd. And, hey, how old are you, sweetheart? Meet me backstage. in like a Van Halen concert in the early 80s where the roadies are giving out backstage passes with their names on it so whoever they're giving out the white house is giving out backstage passes to presidential events with employees 
code names on it so that if Joe Biden, whichever one Joe Biden ends up sniffing the hair of, uh, they get a, a bonus in their pay packet or something. But anyway, <laughs> it's gross. It's gross. But I mean, for God's sakes, the guy is gross. But let's listen to this video and see if you can see a justification aside from let's finish this. Is, that's like what somebody says when they're in a movie in a shootout with somebody and they're both like they beating or there's a fight. They beat the hell out of each other for a very long time. I'm talking like a they live length of a fight. And then finally they get out and all right, let's finish this. And then they finally get around to their kill move or whatever. Stallone rips his spine out, whatever it is he does. That's all there is. I don't understand what it is he wants to finish. Except for he's got to stop those extreme MAGA Republicans. From what? I've never seen anybody run for president of the United States talking about how his people who don't support him are a threat to the country. It's a special place in hell for people like this. Here is the president of the United States announcing he's running for re-election. Freedom. Personal freedom is fundamental to who we are as Americans. There's nothing more important, nothing more sacred. That's been the work of my first term, to fight for our democracy. This shouldn't be a red revolution. To protect our rights, to make sure that everyone in this country is treated equally and that everyone is given a fair shot at making it. But you know, around the country, MAGA extremists are lining up to take on those bedrock freedoms. Cutting Social Security that you've paid for your entire life while cutting taxes for the very wealthy. Dictating what health care decisions women can make. Banning books and telling people who they can love. All while making it more difficult for you to be able to vote. When I ran for president four years ago, I said we're in a battle for the soul of America, and we still are. The question we're facing is whether in the years ahead, we have more freedom or less freedom, more rights or fewer. I know what I want the answer to be, and I think you do too. This is not a time to be complacent. That's why I'm running for re-election. Because I know America. I know we're good and decent people. I know we're still a country that believes in honesty and respect and treating each other with dignity. That we're a nation where we give hate no safe harbor. We believe that everyone is equal, that everyone should be given a fair shot to succeed in this country. Thank you for choosing us. Every generation of Americans has faced a moment when they have to defend democracy. Stand up for our personal freedom. Stand up for the right to vote and our civil rights. And this is our moment. you're with me, go to JoeBiden.com and sign up. Let's finish this job. I know we can. Because this is the United States of America. There's nothing, simply nothing we cannot do if we do it together. Okay, what the hell? Why? Let's finish this job. What job? What job do you want to finish, man? What are you looking to do, Joe? Boy, we got uh, this piece of legislation we got to cram through. We got to do this. We got No, there's none of that. There's nothing remotely close. You see, they had the the main uh, there's a lot of reasons why they did this via video. One of them is because he could have frozen up, had a senior moment or whatever and he he is clearly deteriorating more and more every day and the pills are working less and less. But there's also 
he's got nothing. He's bringing nothing to the table. How do you sell that? He didn't want to do an interview with the, the Today Show or even go on The View. Why? Because there is no softball interview softball enough to uh, obscure the fact that he's bringing nothing to the table. You can't you can't put him out there. I don't know, do you sit him down with George Stephanopoulos? What do you what is the equivalent of a, an interview that is softball enough to him? Does George Stephanopoulos have to put a bib on him and literally feed him applesauce? Is that about the only way that he'd sit down? Is that soft enough? That seems to be the only thing he could remotely come close to handling. It doesn't have a day. There's nothing. Vote for, let's finish this. You just gave me three minutes of I don't know what the hell it was. There's a long section in there. I played you the thing in its entirety because near the end, there's that long section, but it's 10 or 15 seconds where you can hear the music gets really loud and there is talking going on underneath it they're like showing clips of joe biden's previous speeches but you can't make out the words because i don't know why i don't it's he's run he's president of the united states and he is running for re-election and they could not string together a coherent three-minute talk by the man I mean, the hell, they could have filled any space. They could have gone to a local par, a union hall, whatever. Bar, I mean, not par. Uh, union hall, whatever. And filled it with 500 or 50 or whatever really loyal supporters, barking dogs, and then interspersed all the B-roll of here's Joe running down this, this way and looking like he's awake and whatever. And they could have done all of that and had the man talk and filmed that video that way they couldn't get three minutes they couldn't cut together i mean i would like to think that i could have written three minutes for joe biden to say without you know meaning it but i would have thought that i could have written together three minutes of joe biden and this is why i'm running for president then you cut in all the b-roll and everything here's why and blah 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 but they can't do that. The people whose job it is to do just that could not do that. So you end up with a hodgepodge of garbage and that mess. Let's finish the job. What I find, like I say, they couldn't, they couldn't even film him straight ahead. I want to know, I don't, I don't ever expect to find out because everybody involved in this process would have been blindly loyal lapdogs. But I would pay good money to find out and get the outtakes to that. Wouldn't you love to hear the outtakes from that? He's sitting down. He's re- they brought him to a recording studio. They brought in, you know, they could have brought in the egg crate. And there, there's studios in the the White House, wherever or he did the voiceovers, because there's—I don't believe there's any video, or not much video shot expressly for this. Like I say, it's not Joe talking; it's not Joe giving even a fake speech. So there isn't a whole hell of a lot that he needs to do, or whatever. <laughs> it's there's a little clip of him at the beginning. And there isn't much else. I'm running for re-election. I'm crotchety old man. I want to see the outtakes of all the the things because this is a disjointed mess with no overarching message. And if you cannot cobble together an overarching message live that you as a candidate can say and repeat, and hell, even if it's 30 seconds long, if you cannot make a case for yourself yourself there is no case for you you're a basket case so i want to see the outtakes but we never will we never will they'll hide and nobody will ever say you know it took eight hours eight hours to record this thing because this guy was he fell asleep a couple of times he wandered off he somehow pulled... He had a sandwich in his underpants. And he just started eating it right there. And I don't know what the hell was going on. The guy literally pulled a bacon, lettuce, and tomato sandwich on rye 
out of his underpants and started eating it. I don't know. I just all I hope is that was really mayonnaise. That's all. It, <laughs> I know. I'm evil and gross and whatever. But you, part of you laughed. Part of you laughed. Because the alternative is to do what? Cry, pull your hair out, freak out, and go, my God, what in the hell is wrong with this country? Those are the only options. Things have gotten even crazier everywhere. And you can see why by 11 a.m. the President of the United States announces he's running for re-election in a video. And by 11 a.m. he's not trending on social media. Tucker Carlson was was, uh, trending on social media. But Joe Biden was not trending on social media. I actually took a screen capture of what was trending on social It was actually 10 a.m. Sorry, I'm looking at my tweet right now. I sent this out at 10.04 a.m. Wow, Joe Biden announced his re-election bid this morning, and he's not trending at 10 a.m. That's pretty embarrassing for POTUS. So what was trending? E. Jean Carroll, that, that weird uh, woman who was suing Donald Trump, saying that he raped her at some point in the 90s, some three-year window, maybe. She doesn't know. She's not sure. Whatever. But she's not mad about the rape or not suing about the rape. She's suing about him denying the rape and calling her crazy, which go back and watch the interview she did with Anderson Cooper at the time when she first came out and uh, see what conclusion you draw about her. Next trending thing, Harry Belafonte. Harry Belafonte, 96 years old or whatever, died. Communist, singer, actor, activist, communist. Did I mention communist? They always ignore that part. But he was trending at 10 o'clock this morning. And then Kilmeade, Brian Kilmeade, I don't know if he was trending because he took over the Tucker time slot on Monday uh, and was still trending, or if he'd done something on Fox and Friends that morning to cause himself to be trending. Who the hell knows? These people pop up randomly. And then Al Pacino is trending. Like, what the hell happened to Al Pacino? This is everybody's birthday for somebody. I don't even know if it was Al Pacino's birthday. But it's somebody's birthday, and you'll see they're trending. And you go, did did, uh, Gene Hackman die? And they're like, no, he didn't die. But it's like his birthday or something. And you go, well, why, why are you doing this? Okay, the 25th was Al Pacino. Al Pacino's now 83 years old. That's why Al Pacino was trending this morning. So Al Pacino, who hasn't made a a movie in a while and a good movie in longer, I guess the, I finally watched The Irishman all the way through. I've, when it first came out during COVID, I, I tried to, I was excited about The Irishman. I mean, come on, Pesci, Pacino, De Niro, Scorsese. That, I mean, come on, man. It's The only thing missing is the carbs. And I, I started watching it three times over the course of probably about three weeks. And each time I fell asleep. Each time I fell asleep, like two hours, things like four hours long. I fell asleep. And by the time I got around to going, all right, I'm going to finish The Irishman, I had no idea where I was when I fell asleep. And more importantly, I had no idea what the hell was going on when I fell asleep. I, I, I don't know. So I'd started and then I just gave up on it. So like two years later, I finally watched it. And they de-aged De Niro. The problem, like De Niro looks fine if you're just looking at him in the movie. But he stands like an old guy and he moves like an old guy. Like when he beats up the guy who like laid hands on his daughter or whatever. And he kicks the guy. It just, I don't know, he looked like an 80 year old pretending to be a, 20 or 30 year old beating somebody up I think that's the time you go full CGI De Niro or something or make it because he's like hunched over like you you got osteoporosis dude you're, you're drink some milk you're like you're supposed to be in your 20s anyway I forget what I was talking about there but anyway that was that's what was trending this morning the president of the United, so I clicked on the show more thing and there was still no Joe Biden trending there's no excitement. There's embarrassment. There is from Democrats out there going, yeah, all right, whatever. Like, that's the enthusiasm for it. It is like being your buddy's wingman. But there was serious negotiation to be had before you agreed to be like, yeah, come on. You, now, you got you to gotta talk to this girl. But she's wildly unpleasant. 
It just I can't know halitosis. Every just no. Hell, I've been that guy. I've been that person. I've been the the person that the other girls got to talk to. And you just you start making all those deals. Like, come on, I'll buy you. I'll buy you. I buy you your drinks. I'll buy your drinks. I'll pay your car insurance next month. I will pay your rent. All right. I will do. You can have my ATM card for twenty four hours unsupervised. Whatever the deal is, you make that. De- that's kind of well, that just cracks me up. Anyway, I, this is a long setup because I'm I'm pulling back from that tangent right now. I want to play you some audio from Morning Joe because, like I say, I woke up I don't know seven o'clock, seven thirty, something like that. I was sleeping on the couch because I'm locked in one of the rooms in the house, sleeping with the cats with the kittens, the new kittens, to make sure they don't kill each other with their surgeries, and more importantly, that the other cats don't get in there and kill them. So I got a gate up. I hung an afghan that blocked the door. It's son of a bitch. The cat, the oldest cat, somehow managed to climb the gate and get in there. Now, he's the one who could and won't do anything. But, damn it. Like, how? I wake up and he's in the room. Like, it's a fortress. How the hell? I, I have difficulty getting out of there. And he gets in. He can't jump up on our bed. We had to get pet stairs for him. And our bed's high. Had to get pet stairs for him and the kids to come climbing into bed. And he can make it over a child gate somehow. Blocked off with other stuff. Anyway, I flipped on Morning Joe when I woke up. Because I wanted to see what they were talking about. I knew that Joe Biden, I wanted to know when Joe Biden was going to announce and whatever. And I didn't realize that he'd already had. So it was like 7.30 or 8 or whatever they were going on. And <clears throat> it was, they were only talking about Tucker. They were only talking about Tucker. It's a sad commentary about Joe Biden that the president of the United States announcing re-election is trumped by a guy in media leaving his show. Tells you how little interest there is. But there's a New York Times story about his booking producer, somebody called Abby Grossman. Abby, or Abby Grossberg, I guess. And uh, she's got a glowing New York Times profile, etc., etc. And she, there's stories out there that she's never actually met Tucker. Never actually met Tucker, because Tucker does not live in New York or in Washington, D.C. He does his show out of someplace north and someplace south. You can figure it out on your own if you want, but uh, it's out there. I'm just not going to put it out there. And she works in New York, so she never met him. Now, how can he made a, a toxic work environment by never meeting with you? I mean, my God, you want to talk about a toxic work environment. Something happened to you that gave you that hairdo. All right, let's talk. Let's get you into therapy about what it is that gave you that hairdo. And then I think most of your problems in life will will come back at you. It is not 1980 and Holly Hobby is not a thing anymore. I don't know what the hell's going on with this hairdo. She looks like uh, Elizabeth something or other. From the, she made a bunch of movies in the eighties. Just not, not, not a good hairdo. But anyway, I find it interesting that she's never, reportedly, never met the person. But she's suing because he created a toxic work environment because some people she worked with in New York were mean. So I don't know if that's what happened with Tucker or not. But that's what Morning Joe was talking about. And then there was a moment when they were going to commercial. That will go down. We need to fund and build a, oh my God, these people are so damn stupid on cable news Hall of Fame building, like the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. We can put it in Cleveland. We can just use a wing of the most, there's like one really long hallway that's any good in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and the rest is crap anyway. So we've got, got the space there where Mika and Joe... I, I really can't... I'm, I'm thinking of how to best set this up. It's the dumbest thing. You're going to laugh your ass off. You know, Tucker got the security footage from January 6th. Apparently... Now, I don't know if Mika... Mika's dumb. Okay, let's just caveat that. Mika is dumb. 
I don't know if Joe is as dumb as Mika or if Joe recognizes that he has to live with Mika and so he can't point out how dumb Mika is and he can't contradict Mika or clarify for me. He's probably been given, I don't know, at this point, they've been together maybe five to seven years, so that's 378 million different lectures on mansplaining, which is the only time Joe is ever referred to as a man, is when Mika is complaining that he's mansplaining to her. Well, you know, you're the one trying to brush your teeth with mustard, but okay. <laughs> you, you do you, Mika. But Mika talks about what's going to happen to that security footage that Tucker Carlson got. They, she's very concerned that it's just floating around out there and she wants it back. Now, she doesn't just want somebody to go and delete the files because I think we can all agree or delete the hard drive or the flash drive or whatever it was conveyed on. Mika seems to believe that there is somewhere out there a shoebox full of Betamax tapes or VHS tapes or maybe those VHSC little tapes or something like that. She seems to believe that there was one copy, all those security cameras all around the United States, I'm not exaggerating, all of those security cameras all around the United States of America, fed into one VCR. So you've got one, I don't know, four by four inch black and white monitor in the security booth that has 1,500 different camera angles on it all at once. And this is what passes for capital or for security at the United States Capitol. And then Speaker McCarthy just decided, all right, pop the tape out of there. Make sure you don't put it near any magnets because that'll erase it and we'll give the only copy on the entire planet Earth to Tucker Carlson. If it sounds too stupid to be believable, it's it's true. I don't know how else to say It's true. She's that dumb. And Joe kind of chimes in and sort of tries, I don't know, he... Yeah, you know, we should really know what's going to happen. But then they both start talking about the tapes. Like, there are tapes. Now, my mother called everything tapes. My mother, everything was a tape because it was all VHS tapes when we got tape, when we finally got a VCR. And she still had a whole bunch of VHS tapes. And then she started getting DVDs. And those were all tapes, too. It was tapes, my tapes, my tapes. My programs are on the tapes. Mika isn't as old as my mother was. My mother was obviously much smarter than Mika in just about every measurable way and a better person, certainly better taste in men. But you can imagine the people in the control room at Morning Joe listening to this crap and going, oh my God, please go to break. Because that's how it starts. Mika was going to break. Like, please go to break. Stop talking. Stop to, and they're sitting there with the red button in the studio going, should we, should we just tell them to stop talking, whisper in their ear, we'll, we'll act, push this button and activate their earpiece and say, shut up and go to commercial break. You're making yourself look like an ass. Now that I've built it up and you think maybe I've oversold it, impossible, impossible, ladies and gentlemen. I give to you unedited, what transpired on Morning Joe this morning, which deserves its own wing in the Cable News Stupidity Hall of Fame. It will be interesting to see how this plays out. I think there are legal questions about whether or not there's more fallout from this within Fox News. And I think the question about the January 6th tapes is a really big one. What exactly happens to those? Do they stay in his possession? Still ahead on Morning Again, though, it just shows... How ridiculously, I know, outrageously irresponsible it was of Kevin McCarthy. Oh, don't even start me. To, We're to, trying to, to go to break. To, to send security tapes to uh, a conspiracy theorist. Yeah. Um, and, and how just again, it just mind bending that that he sends this 
information to somebody who is supporting an insurrection against the United States of America and provide security tapes. That's what any insurrectionist, future insurrectionist would want to see. It's a little frightening. It's, uh, no, it's, it's we'll really it. frightening. Uh, still, Kevin I had McCarthy a- needs to get the tapes back. He does. And, and, and he needs to get lawyers to have documents signed that they're not going to be used uh, uh, anywhere else uh, in the future are uh, any of its contents revealed. And I wonder why only Kevin McCarthy has say over those security tapes. I mean, I understand Someone's he's a speaker, right. but there's got to be some uh, there's got to be some way for others to oh. put some control over. It's, re- it's really shocking. I mean, it puts the Capitol Hill police in danger. It actually puts members of Congress I in totally danger, agree. puts everybody in danger that works at the United States Capitol. But he did it. So, yeah. where, like you said, where are the tapes now? Where do they go? Still ahead on Morning Joe in Georgia, the Fulton. All right, I take it back. Joe is just as dumb as she is. I was wrong. I was wildly wrong. I, Upon listening to it for a third time, I recognized it. At the beginning, I thought maybe he was playing along, but then he's like, where are the tapes? we got to get those tapes, and we got to get them to sign a waiver that says you're never going to do this, and they're going to take a big magnet to these tapes, just like they did in Breaking Bad with the security tapes to wipe out everything. The hard, unbelievable. What planet? What is the security system at Joe and Mika's Florida State? Do you think? <laughs> is it like a a courtroom sketch artist? Is that the, That's it. As old timey as you can get. Unbelievable. The tapes. Get the tapes. What year do you people live in? For God's sakes. But Mika, you gotta love the leftists. We need to. What? Why does this? Why does Kevin McCarthy get to decide what's going on? Kevin McCarthy shouldn't be able to get to decide. Yeah. Uh, well, Nancy Pelosi decided to hide it from everybody. Hide all of it from everybody except for a few uh, fifteen-second snippets. You know, forty-four thousand hours, and Nancy Pelosi showed you a grand total of about one minute forty-eight seconds, and that was it. That was all you're ever going to see. And we're supposed to believe her and go my god insurrection 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 no pass on that but see these people don't want you to have access to information that they don't want you to have anything contrary to their opinions they are not interested in you having it they will do everything they can to prevent you from getting information they do not want you to have my god I, I, it's unbelievable. Go get the tapes. Hey, man, do you have a video? Somewhere out there, a guy I went to high school with lives now in Tennessee, or at least did in Tennessee. He was a, he went and saw Rush Limbaugh, like the Rush to Excellence tour, the second time around. He went and saw Rush. He was a big-time Rush guy. We used to listen to Rush all the time. Loved Rush back early in the, the 90s. And now he's a big-time lib. Just a... I don't know. And I don't care about that. He's, he was one of my best friends in high school. But because he became a big-time lib, he like bl- unfriended me and wanted nothing to do with me. He never he didn't have the, the balls to tell me. He just did it, disappeared. And he, somewhere he's got a videotape of, a whole bunch of videotapes if he hasn't destroyed them, of us ad-libbing when we were like 15, 16 years old. We used to ad-lib nonstop. Because uh, he, he was the only person I knew with a video camera. And his parents were divorced. And so to make up for that, they bought him a video camera. Had fun with that. But I'd like to get a copy of those. That would ruin me. But uh, I'm sure he's destroyed it because it, uh, it was too much fun. And he doesn't have that kind of fun anymore. Now he's like a super feminist or something. I, I still, we have mutual friends who tell me, can you believe it? what so-and-so did? I'm like, I don't know what he did and then they tell me and I go you know what I can I can he's my own version of morning Joe anyway yeah go collect your VHS tapes and your Betamaxes and make sure you keep them away from the evil mean mean nasty Tucker Carlson God they deserve they deserve each other I would say you know Joe and Mika being married is good because she's too old to get pregnant and it prevents them from inflicting themselves on other people, but this is her second marriage and his third, and there's uh, probably a bunch of overlap in there, and God knows what else is going on. So I don't think that 
these people have, in my opinion, a track record of being not inflicting themselves on other people while they're in committed relationships. Let's just say there doesn't seem to have been a whole lot of... La- I saw them at one of the conventions while they were still married to other people. and I wouldn't, I wouldn't feel comfortable with my wife hanging out with somebody that way. Colleague, co-worker, anybody. Anyway, they're dumb. They deserve each other. Whatever. Maybe they're a thruple. Who knows? Get Mike Barnacle in there. They can be a thruple. Anyway, with that charming image out there, Willie Geist, poor Willie Geist, uh, have yourself a wonderful day. That's enough for today. Don't forget to go to patreon.com slash Derek Hunter podcast or DerekHunter.locals.com. Please sign up to support the show. And uh, hopefully we'll get to a day where it's not like one or two big stories in a day because thankfully, or you know, honestly, there's just not much else going on that matters that that matters there's a lot going on but that really overwhelms this joe biden sucks all the oxygen out of the room all the air out of the room usually by pushing a little button on the side of his ear that opens up his head and it just all gets as a vacuum gets blown into there anyway enough have a great wednesday it will be tuesday tomorrow or no thursday good lord i'm tired it is 10:33. i gotta get this up and ready to go in an hour and a half. Have a great one. I'll see you tomorrow.